Welcome to the Principles of Success, and today's book is The Power of Consistency. And this is a very useful book. Uh, it's it's very much a self-help book, and is also a sales-related book, which is why it's not more famous than it is. But it is still one of my favorite books out there, and it's very, very useful. And just this first point is useful enough that it justifies reading the whole book. And this first point is that it is not a knowledge problem that's keeping you from success. It is a action problem. Because we all know what we need to do. Like, it's not rocket science. We all, we've always known it's pretty simple. Success is not complex. You just do the things that make you successful. You work really hard. You study. You, you do the things. I talked about the principles for an entire year last year. Maybe you should go rewatch that season. You know what you need to do, so go do it. The action part is the most important part of success. That's why it is the first principle of success. Action is super important, so go do it. Next point is your thoughts shape your reality. And I don't mean that if you wish it, it will come true. It's not how that works. However, if you don't wish it, it will not come true. The, he uses a fantastic example for this, and it's or a fantastic analogy for this is, let's say that you have a box, and in this box is all the pieces you need to build a nice bike. And you slowly begin taking the pieces out of the box, putting them all together, uh, and you do all the work to put this bike together. Well, what are the odds that you accidentally bake a cake instead? It's not going to happen. You have to intentionally put the bike together and you have to intentionally build a cake. So your thoughts will shape the reality because you intentionally take the actions needed to be able to forge that reality. And the next point kind of is related and it is your belief systems, uh, limiting beliefs. If you, for instance, believe that somebody does not like you, then you are not going to put in the effort to foster that relationship and let's say that they did like you well you're not putting in the effort they're not going to stick around if you're not going to put in any, put in any effort so you created the reality of them not liking you because you stopped putting in effort because you had the perceived reality that they didn't like you if you have the perceived reality that the world is falling apart and that nobody wants to do, buy your product well then you're not going to t take the effort to do the sales calls, to market the product, because you believe that the world is this way, and so your actions line up with that belief, and it forms the reality. And then also, your brain likes proving you right. It's called the reticular activating system. Um, it sorts relevance, and if your brain is convinced that uh, clients only buy on price, well, then your brain is only going to remember the times where clients only buy on price, and it's going to quickly forget the times where the client buys on quality. So limiting beliefs are very detrimental. And the biggest problem with limiting beliefs is they're very hard to spot. It's very hard to know that you have a limiting belief. And this is where friends can come in very handy because they can point things out to you. So your thoughts shape your reality. Next up, Focus. If you focus on one thing and consistently work at that one thing over and over and over and over again, well then you're going to be 
able to succeed at that thing. Whereas if you have a million different focuses, like for instance, I don't know, maybe you have a podcast, you have a book, you have another book and another book, you have a business and another business and another business, and you have all sorts of things going around, you're not very focused, then maybe you'll have a little bit of a harder time being successful because you're spread out really thin, so you don't have time to focus on any one thing in order to get that one thing done. I'm not calling anybody out, I can't think of anybody like that, but you need to be able to focus so that way you can consistently work on that thing. And in my defense, that's where batching comes in. He doesn't really talk about it in this book, but batched focus is where you can have multiple projects and still be focused. So like, for instance, I've been working on the podcast for the last month, so that way I can get the podcast done and out of the way, so that way I can focus on a different thing. Because I am well aware that I am too spread out, and so I need to get things more focused. And that's where the next point comes in, and it is, what is really important to you? Because you don't have time to do everything. Nobody has time to do everything that they want to do. There's a whole bunch of stuff. We love doing stuff. So what is actually important to you? This podcast is not as important to me as some of the other projects that I work on that I devote my time to. So that's why I condensed it down into a slightly easier format and why I was considering canceling it last year because it's not as important as some of the other things. However, this is one of the ways that I am trying to help other people be successful. So I didn't want to cancel it. But if you don't have time for everything, then you need to look at what is really important to you and prioritize doing that stuff. And if you don't have time for the rest of the stuff, well, then you need to cut it. So figure out what is important to you. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. And then next up is responsibility. You are responsible for all of it. It doesn't matter if it's supposed to be somebody else's responsibility. If it's going to affect your life and you need to fix it or you need to do something about it, well, then it's still your responsibility. You are responsible for everything going on in your life. Not that that is 100% true, but if you have that mindset that you are responsible for everything going on, well, then you are not a victim and you're able to take actions to try and fix it. By the way, this author was a, uh, was a felon and was in jail for a good portion of his life. So it's very often for convicts not to take responsibility for themselves. And under those circumstances, it would be very easy for him to have given up, to let the excuse of, well, I'm in a jail cell, there's not really much I can do to be very successful right now, and he could have just wasted all of his time in prison. Instead, he graduated with a couple different degrees and eventually started a very, very successful business, and all because he didn't let excuses stop him and he took responsibility for himself. And then the last thing, the last point is a very important point, and we talked about it in the last book review as well, and it is that it will not be easy. It will be hard. 
I mentioned that he was in prison, and then he started a very successful business, and he's very wealthy now. Well, he, at the end of the book, he kind of talks about the story of him immediately after getting out of prison. Because the whole time he's in prison, he's basically psyching himself up, doing affirmations, making sure that he f believes that he can succeed, and he's getting his degree in business, and is learning different skills to make him be able to succeed better. And then throughout the book, he's talking about how he's super successful and he has this really nice house now and all this stuff. But at the end of the book, he talks about the story of the in-between stage where he just gets out of prison and he's got his degree in business and he's ready to turn his life around And before he starts his successful business. Well, in that time between, he gets out of prison, he goes to a halfway house, which is kind of where people on parole go to try and get their life going because they don't have any money, they don't have a place to stay a lot of times, so they stay at this halfway house, which is a really cheap place to live. They have a curfew, and then they go out and they look for jobs, and they try and get a job, and then they can start supporting themselves. It's kind of just a step to getting back on their feet. That's why it's called a halfway house, because you're halfway out. Anyway, he tells the story. And he's in this halfway house, and every day, he's going out and looking for jobs. He's wearing a suit that doesn't quite fit him right, because he doesn't have any money. And every single day, he goes into the place and is like, I will be the best employee, I will be the most enthusiastic, the hardest working, I will... He's trying to get a sales job. I will outperform any of your other salesmen. And then the person that he's trying to get a job with is like... Well, we could use some more people like you. But then he has to tell them about that he is a convict. And uh, then they say, well, we don't really have a place for you. We, or, sorry, that position was filled. I'm like, nope, we're not going to deal with that. And he does this every single day. Over and 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 over. And everybody is slamming their doors in his face telling him, no, that you can't have a job. That we're not going to hire you. And this goes on for six months. Six months of repeated rejection of literally thousands of people telling you no. That is not going to be easy. It's very easy to get discouraged in that kind of situation. Here he thinks that he's going to be this big successful person who turned his life around. And he can't even get a job to support himself so that way he can get out of the halfway house. It's very easy to begin doubting yourself and doubting that things are going to go your way. But you have to keep going. It's not going to be easy. His was six months. It could be years before you have success. And you might be successful in one thing and not in another. So it's not going to be easy. And you have to remember that. It's going to be hard and you just have to persevere. Because it's not going to be easy if you quit either. So... With that, we are going to end it for this week, and I will see you all next week.